Welcome to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast, episode 39, and we are talking about stopping overeating in the food world, my friends. Join us. Welcome to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast, where we are building profitable food businesses, one product, one process, one thought at a time. Now here's your host, Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele. Alrighty, good afternoon everybody. It is July 3rd and I am recording the podcast early because tomorrow is July 4th and I got family up. <laughs> and so we're going to we're going to do a really interesting podcast today and I am talking about stop overeating. So for those of you who know me in real life, um you may have figured out or I've talked to you about um, the fact that I've lost 70 pounds over the past year. And the journey to losing that weight um, has been really pretty incredible. And so this is probably the first of what's going to be many conversations around how um, how we approach food and how we approach something called protocols in our lives. Because I've been, you know, going on a business journey, okay? Much like you all are going on business journeys, I've been going on a business journey. And the truth of the matter is, is that I am a mindset coach for food executives. And I teach people how to show up to their product, to their process, and to their people. And as part of doing that, you have to show up to yourself. And one of the primary ways that we do not show up to ourselves is by eating, okay? We avoid our emotions by eating. We create all sorts of drama with ourselves around eating. And this is going to be a very challenging conversation in the food world. And I'm totally okay with that because, hey, I like have a whole, like my keynote speech is having the hard conversations. So I am all about having the hard conversations, my friends. And so let's think about what it means to have a hard conversation around food. So I am teaching Stop Overeating in the Power Group this month, uh, and it will be available like as a course for people when we get the, um, the workbook all squared away. Uh, so you'll be able to buy Stop Overeating as a, as a course. And if you're, of course, interested in coming and coaching with me, um, this is what we do in the Power Group, and I have lots of great ways for you to come and do that. So just ask. <laughs> um, and so anyway, it's important to show up to how we eat because our relationship with food actually dominates a lot of our conversation because we work in the food industry, right? And so what does that actually, what does that actually look like? Well, we have the food that we manufacture and we have the food that we eat. And we sometimes eat the food that we make at work because kind of we have to, you know, some of your jobs is quality control and you've got to taste this stuff, right? Well, I am, I am here to work with y'all to teach you a way um, to understand how to approach food in your life so it doesn't dominate your, con your internal conversation. Okay. And the first and most important thing that you need to do and need to think about when you are contemplating going on, I don't want to say going on a diet because it's not really going on a diet, like radically changing your approach to food is 
to decide that you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And actually, this is the first best and major way that you do anything in your life. Okay. So today we happen to be talking about stop overeating, but you know, I was doing, um, my, uh, my coaching call, my paragraph coaching call yesterday, and we're talking about lean processing. All right. The first thing that you have to do to be successful in lean processing is decide that you're committed. The first thing that you have to do to be successful as a food executive is to decide that this is your business and it is not a hobby and you are going to show up to the work. And so the way we do everything around here is we decide what we're gonna do, we write it down, we do it, and then we use the you know what happened process, which I've which I've gone over, and I'm going over on a webinar on Monday. If you want to join us, we use the what happened process to figure out, hey, what happened. <laughs> and so it's not different when it comes to food. Now, when we talk about overeating, there are really three big ways that we overeat. Okay, or the three three big reasons we overeat. And the first reason is, is that we are culturally conditioned to overeat, okay? Our whole entire culture is conditioned around overeating. Now, I will point out to you that there are majorly successful food businesses in cultures that do not overeat, okay? And so it is not imperative upon your business plan to make sure that the entire world overeats, all right? And that's a very scarcity mindset, okay? And we got here because of conversations about what is like, what is fat and is fat good or bad? What is sugar and is sugar good or bad? What are grains and are grains good or bad? Now I will point out to you that we spent a lot of time here talking about what are our circumstances? Like what are the neutral things about our life? Your total revenue is a neutral circumstance. Your employees, the number of employees you have, that's totally neutral. Like it's a number, all right? The ways, um, like the, the, the amount of money that you pay out every month, that's neutral, okay? I will tell you, debt is a thought and debt is not neutral. The number you actually pay is neutral. And so the other number as we're talking about overeating that is neutral is the number on the scale, okay? And we very much do not make the number on the scale a neutral number, right? We make that number on the scale a value judgment about who we are. The same way we make our total revenue a value judgment about who we are. The same way we make um, our debt a value judgment about who we are. So we use numbers around us and assign meaning to numbers in ways that the numbers just don't have. And the one of the first steps in stopping overeating is recognizing we assign value to numbers in ways that don't make the numbers more meaningful, but that do beat the shit out of us, okay? <laughs> and maybe let's stop that. As I was joking with my brother today, the morale, you know, the floggings will continue until morale improves. You cannot beat yourself up into a better business. You can't beat yourself up into better employees and more employee morale. And you certainly can't beat yourself up into having um, a weight loss journey, you know, or a successful weight loss journey. And so our society, however, disagrees with that. That is a fairly radical statement. You know, we look at ourselves constantly as a self-improvement project. And our society really spends a lot of money in telling us that we are worthless. And be, because a lot of people make a lot of money when we feel like we are worthless, all right? And I'm here to tell you 
You are 100% lovable. You are 100% worthwhile. Okay. And I tell this to people all the time. I tell it to my employees. I tell it to my kids. I tell it to my husband. All right. Your worth in the world is without question. Okay. You cannot pour yourself out onto somebody to feel better. You can't pour yourself into your business to feel better. All right. And you can't pour yourself out into the universe and hope that the universe is going to love you back. You have to love you first and you are a hundred percent lovable. Okay. Everything that we do here stems from the idea that I am valuable. And if you just, if the only thing you ever learn from me is that you are valuable, I will consider my work done. Okay. You are valuable and you mean something. And the work that you do in the world is valuable, but you will do better work in the world. Okay. You'll be more successful. You'll feel better about a lot of things. If you understand this concept around protocols and I'm teaching this this month in, um, in the power group around, um, how to learn how to do protocols because we have protocols for everything in our businesses. We have protocols about how often we pay our employees. Don't we pay them every two weeks. We pay them every month, however often you pay your employees. All right. You have protocols around how you wash your hands. You have protocols around how you cook your food. Okay. We can institute protocols in how you eat. And this is a radical, radical thing. <laughs> okay. And that's totally okay. We are so far outside the box over here at the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute that we can't even see the box anymore. So join me. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> and so when we get back to this cultural conversation, being able to say that you are doing this for the final time, that you are not buying into the diet industrial complex, which is going to sell you nutraceuticals. And, and I guess I don't have a whole lot of nutraceutical clients and not to denigrate you guys. I know what you're doing. You're doing the very, very best that you can, but it's the mindset. Imagine if you sold nutraceuticals and mindset work guys, <laughs> because that's really, if you talk to anybody who has had a sustained period of weight loss, it's the mindset work that makes the difference. How do I know this? It's because I've lost 70 pounds over the last year. That in our society is miraculous. That's, and that, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going to go see my doctor at the VA next week. And every time I go in, like I have to go into the VA every six months and she's like, oh my God, I can't believe that you did this. I can't believe that you did this. And she never believes that I did it. Okay. We don't believe that people have sustained weight loss. Even when you have bariatric surgery, we don't believe that people have sustained weight loss. And the people who have had bariatric surgery know that the weight loss does not stay unless you have the mindset work to go with it. Okay. And so we're going to have a radical conversation around these parts over this summer around what it means to really be worthwhile and lovable um, in the body that we have. Okay. And then decide whether or not we want to change that. All right. And change it from a position of abundance, change it from a position of I'm not solving problems. Okay. You may be solving like cholesterol problems. Okay. I'll buy that. But you're not solving like true internal worth worthiness questions by losing weight. You are hundred percent worthy of the way you are, and you would be hundred percent worthy at hundred pounds less or however much weight you have to lose. Okay. Society doesn't want you to know that. And society makes a lot of money, um, off of that idea that you are, you are an improvement project and you will spend money to improve yourself. Okay. And so 
we have learned, the experts have, have, have told us for varying and assorted reasons that fat is bad, salt is bad, um, that whole grains are good. These are all optional thoughts. And I promise you, it is entirely dependent on the person. Okay. I eat an epic ton of fat and I probably don't eat enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because that's what my body type is. All right. And everybody, you've got to find out. You've got to find out what you are, like who you are in the world. And part of who you are in the world is what your body type is around eating. Okay. And so some people do really good on a whole grain diet. Some people really, really don't. Mm, I'm one of the people who doesn't, so I don't eat it. Okay. So that's the first thing. The first thing is to like, and, and, and what I'm really talking about is like radically accepting with integrity and acceptance and compassion who you are in the world and what you want to do and why you want to do it. Okay. That is the first and best way to show up to this journey is with integrity, acceptance, and compassion. Okay. Because if we take our prism of integrity, acceptance, and compassion, and then we say, okay, what is my body actually telling me? Then we can start looking at over hunger and what is over hunger and what does it mean? And why are we over hungry? Well, we're over hungry for a lot of different reasons. We're over hungry because we, we rely on food to solve problems. And when we have a problem, we turn to food to fix it. Okay. We have over desire. Okay. Our brains have been wired since birth to look for hits of sugar. Carbohydrates give us hits of sugar. Fats don't give us hits of sugar, but they, um, like fat and salt, um, stimulates our brain in ways that creates dopamine. All right. And that creates over desire for us. All right. And you're, I mean, like nobody asked to do this. It's totally okay. And this is, this is the way our brains were wired because this is what allowed us to survive for millennia before we, you know, frankly got into the 20th century, you know, and there are people for whom this wiring system is really, really needed so that they can stay alive. Uh, they can find food and they can eat as much food as they, they, they can in one go um, because they don't know where the next meal is coming from. Okay. So that still happens in the world. It doesn't by and large happen and developed in, in, in Western societies. So we have all of this over, does, over desire. Okay. And we have to understand over hunger and emotional eating, and we have to understand over desire and our brain triggering our desire to eat more often than we really actually need to eat. Okay. And then the final step in all of that, once we understand the neurobiology and the psychology and the, you know, and, and the cultural cues that we get around eating, then we take all of this and we put it in what I call the what happened system, where we ask what happened. And we have two answers to what happened. Okay, we can either talk about what um, we think should be happening, okay, which of course drops us into a cauldron of, I call it the cauldron of should, okay? And from the cauldron of should, we only get frustration and turmoil and angst and over hunger <laughs> and buffering and all the other, you know, like all the other ways that we don't show up to our lives and we get chaos, right? 
or we can serve up truth and look at what's going on in our own brains and in our own lives with integrity, with acceptance and with compassion, all right? And then apply coaching and training and make decisions. And those decisions create protocols. And when we're talking about food, those protocols is, what are we gonna eat and how are we gonna plan it, okay? How are we gonna live our lives in a way where we really pay attention to our body and understand what we're putting into it and how it makes us feel, all right? And that's what, I mean, that like truly folks, that is how I've lost 70 pounds. And that's what I'm gonna be teaching you over the course of a couple of podcasts because it's a conversation worth having, okay? And the best way to start, okay, is to start with awareness, okay? So we talk about the hunger scale, okay? And the hunger scale goes from negative 10 to 10, where negative 10 is, if you don't eat immediately, you're gonna have to be hospitalized. And, 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 and positive 10 is, if you eat one more bite, you're gonna vomit everything back out, okay? So we're gonna put you in a Roman vomitorium. <laughs> All right, and, <sighs> What would be super amazing is for you to spend some time thinking this week about what you are, like where you are on the hunger scale when you decide to eat, okay? Whatever you decide to eat, it's totally fine. We're not talking about protocols yet. I'll, I'll be talking about that in a couple of episodes, but when you finally decide to eat, where are you on the hunger scale, okay? And if you are eating on the hunger scale above a four, you know, which is, you know, you're, 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 you're comfortably sated, you don't know, you know, you don't really feel like eating anymore. Um, and then below four, so below negative four, so we have, we, we eat from negative four to four, um, and negative four is, wow, I'm super aware that I'm hungry and I really kind of need to eat something because it's distracting me. Like my actual hunger pangs are distracting me from doing what I actually want to do. Okay. We try not to let it ever get to a negative four. <laughs> um, I usually eat around negative three, negative two, um, but not always. And, um, but that awareness of what you are, what your body is telling you is an amazing thing to start on this journey. Okay. And I promise you awareness around what your body is telling you is the key to everything. Feeling your feelings, my friends, is the key to everything. It's the key to weight loss and it is the key to running a successful business. Okay. And so this summer we are going to use the lens of stopping overeating as a way to understand our feelings and run more successful businesses or be more successful in the employee in the business that we're in. Alrighty. So it's going to be a super amazing journey. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and your homework for the week really is to go and just be aware of yourself as you eat. How hungry are you when you eat? What does it, you know, what does it feel like in your body? Where do you feel hunger in your body? All right, you have a very long gastrointestinal tract, my friends. Where do you feel the hunger? Because it may not always be in your stomach, which is pretty crazy to think about, eh? All right, so that's what we got for the podcast this week. Everybody have a super awesome 
4th of July. All right. And um, we will see you next week back at our regular time. I'll be recording this on Thursday next week. We're just recording early because of the, because of the holiday. All right. Everybody have a happy 4th of July and we'll talk soon. Thanks. Bye. Hey there, if you like what you've heard on the podcast, either this episode or any of the episodes, join us over on the proofing box on Facebook. Just wander on over to Facebook, type in the proofing box, and you can join our Facebook group where we I actually record these webinars and we have lots of great discussion around things that are going around on food safety and food business. And I would also love it if you would join me on my webinar on July 8th at www.sfbdi.com slash the proofing box to sign up. Webinar is uh, at 4 p.m. Eastern time on July 8th. And we are going to be talking about the what happens system and talking about all this sort of mindset so that you can grow and scale and build the business that you were meant to build. Love to see you there. Have a great day.